microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. fourth weekend it's also free comic book day weekend uh which is on may 5th uh as the show is appearing on sorcerer radio which you know there's something else about may 5th that i'm forgetting uh Not important no it is something important see may 5th is what else oh this year it's derby day it's what kentucky derby day not important you're the only person out there that i know of that <laughs> actually knows yeah. that yeah it's my kentucky roots <laughs> I I love the Kentucky Derby. Love following it. I my grandma watches that every year. I remember going down to her house to watch this, and um, you sit there all day with nothing to do for a minute and a half race. <laughs> I, I can't I, see spending all day reporting on everything that's going on there for a minute and a half race. <laughs> usually, I don't turn tune into it till about six o'clock because now the race doesn't start till like six fifteen. But still, it's like it's not even like oh, yeah, the, um, it's, it's a long, <laughs> it's a long wait. Um, it sure ain't the Kessel Run. Yeah, this is true too. Well, the the race might be itself, but the coverage leading up to it, yeah. And it's not five year racing yet either. True. Uh, just briefly check out WookieRadio.net. Check out our affiliates. Supporting them supports us. Um, it's Ripped Apparel, Superhero Stuff.com, TV Store Online, Loot Crate, um, soon to be on their fan chest, which, um, hey, Father's Day is coming up. So order, order a nice fan chest box for your dad or a, or a hero box from Superhero Stuff. I say, and Mother's Day is coming up in like two weeks or something, or the next week. Next week. There's a lot of mothers I know that are bigger sports fans than their husbands and sons. Yeah, but to get the, to get the box in time for Mother's Day, if you're listening to Sorcerer Radio, you got Sunday the sixth to order for it to get here in time. If you're you listening still to have the, time. So if you're listening to the podcast, oops. Too late. Unless you just get on it now and you download the show on Sunday. Get on it now. Order. Uh check out the T Public store, uh, which is listed as store on the on the page in uh, every now and then we have their sales on the store, but that's where you can get stuff like the uh porg, it's what's for dinner. And I'm kind of working on another design. And I just got into it uh, yesterday. Oh, it's a little smaller than I thought. The Imperial cool. Press Corps decal. <laughs> cool. A little smaller than I expected, but uh, it, it works. You deal with that. I think this is what, two, maybe two and a half inch? Uh, no, it's, three, it's almost a three inch sticker. Cool. So I'm going to slap that on the laptop. Um, so yeah, being as we're recording, it's May 4th and it is May 4th weekend and free comic book well, day weekend. Hang on before you get too far. We do have one more that you didn't mention yet. We have new friends over at UT. Yes, yes, yes. That was, they just released that box. What was it yesterday for us or the um, new bag, the smuggling bag on May 4th? Yeah. 
was released. We are official on the website. Uh, there are six books. Um, we put some thought into picking these books. There's some classics in there. Yeah, well, these are going to be uh, – this is the first run, um, which is six books. Uh, and I'm thinking possibly later in the year we may redo it. Um, they, If you go to their site, utini.com, uh, you can use the code CHEWY, C-H-E-W-I-E, to get 15% off on your bag or $3 off anything else in the store or on their site. Uh, the Newcomer Bag – it's a 12-book series. Uh, Rebel Force Radio has a bag. It's a six-book series. Uh, the Star Wars Battlefront podcast has one. Um, six-book. Coffee with Kenobi presents Legends Library, which will be a continuous series. And then there's Us. Smuggler's Bag by Wookiee Radio. Um, what's in it? Well, the first book you'll get is the Star Wars Chewbacca graphic novel, uh, which is canon. Uh, and then Legends, from the Legends line comes Scoundrels, which is appropriate. Um, and and then, that's actually by Timothy Zahn there, so yes. you know that's a great – I actually have it sitting over here. i got to open it up still. Uh, then, we have, then we go graphic novel again from Marvel with Star Wars Han Solo, which is canon. Then we go Legends with the Han Solo Adventures. Back to canon with the Star Wars Lando graphic novel, and then back to Legends with the Lando Calrissian adventures. <laughs> so those are our six books. And then maybe after six six months, eight months, we might change it up again. Something completely different. Yeah. But we figured we had to do the Smuggler's Scoundrel theme for, for our first one. And, and since we're launching the same month as the solo film, it's perfect. And I guess this does kind of tie in with being on social media, uh, being May, f- May the 4th. I, s- I saw this come across, and I'm like, okay, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about how this guy got jumped on initially, but um, he's gotten a lot of support. And I mentioned I think this would be uh, great for us as well to talk about. Um I'm I'm not going to mention the person's name, but question if I may. I am a big Star Wars fan, obviously, but I was told that because I don't know everything about the universe, that I'm not, that I'm not. I only read a few books from the Now Legend series. I've seen all the movies when they first came out. I saw Star Wars New Hope at a drive-in when I was four. I even saw the Star Wars, or saw the Christmas special, it was actually the holiday special. Um, I'm not going to fall him, but anyway, uh, on TV when it was first on, I've seen the Clone Wars cartoon, I need to finish Rebels, and I'm reading the Aftermath series, and I listen to Han, to a Han Lando book on audio. My license plate says Han Solo. I know that doesn't make me an, an alt fan, but what more can I do? Where can I find the info I need info needed to level up? Well, you know what? I don't know everything. I, as I pointed out, I'm a fan. I don't know everything. And personally, I could care less what others think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a good place to start to level up, though, if you really want to, is listening to Wookie Radio. Wookie Radio is a great place. <laughs> um, I don't know. You don't have to know everything. See, there's people, in my opinion, people, there's plenty of people that um, grew up with the original trilogy. And they really, I have a lot of friends and family that have never seen the prequels. They're not interested at all, but they're still yeah. Star Wars fans. They enjoy Star Wars. Yeah. They just enjoy um, the original trilogy. Well, 
that, uh, that is that, you said it right there. That's what makes you a fan. You enjoy Star Wars. It doesn't exactly. matter. It doesn't matter if you just enjoy one one of the films, all of the films, all the books, one, two of the books, a couple of comics, whatever. It doesn't matter. The fact is you love Star Wars. Exactly. Right. Period. That's it. That's all you need to be a Star Wars fan. There's there's kids out there, especially it, it's really noticeable kids that every time you put out a new um, series or a new movie, it's the first time they've ever seen Star Wars. And all of a sudden they love Star Wars. They've never seen anything else but that one movie or the couple of episodes of a TV show. Right. But they love Star Wars. Right. There's no there's no um, like thing saying this is you have to know this much to be there's no like you must no. be this tall to ride this ride. Right. Well, Here's the here's the other one too. You want another place to level up? We mentioned it before. It's who we're we just recently started partnering with. Utini with, with their different boxes is a great way to get the books, whether it's canon or or legends. Yeah, and the legends are just as good as canon, even though they they don't they may not be part of the story now, but they never were. Yeah. And the and the best thing with them too is they have a book tracker, so it's a way of going online and tracking your book. Mm-hmm. So, um, but new fan, old fan, whether you know everything or you know just a little, there's enough love to go around to everybody. Exactly, exactly, and nobody, no, nobody is better than anybody else because you know more of this or whatever. Yeah, I would say a lot of times, like there's so many Star Wars podcasts out there. I'll put that because this is what we do. That um. I wouldn't know half of what I know about Star Wars if it wasn't sitting here talking to you guys or listening to other guys doing what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I listen to three or four or five other Star Wars podcasts. Because um, I'm about the same. It, boi- it boils down to no matter how much you think you know, there's somebody that knows more. Yeah. None so, of us are Pablo Hidalgo or Leland Chi or George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even here, I mean, each one of us is, you know, I'm not strong in the U- EU history like Derek or, or Kim might be. But when it comes to like the figs, action figures or, or different collectibles or like the soundtracks or, or the movies and when stuff was published, not published, uh, especially now with the comics, that's where more of my expertise is coming from. Um, that's where I've chosen to focus at, uh, especially with the comics. Uh, that that's where a lot of my main focus is. Uh, with mm-hmm. the collectibles, it's like I will I will say I am pleased to announce Kotobuyuka has announced today they're coming. You could pre-order IG88 and Four Lom. Uh, their their figurines are available to pre-order currently. Nice. I love IG88. And, uh, you know, you guys have, have heard me talk about the sculpts. You guys have probably seen the sculpts in person at, at your local shops or at conventions. Co- to me, as much as I love SciShow, SciShow is expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to, to justify touching it. Well, Kotobukiya is a little on the expensive side, too, for an action figure. But you're still, you're closer to what, the 50 to $75 range? Yeah. Um, the new stuff that just came out, uh, like the it's IG-88. It's more of like a premium action figure. Um. Well, they're not action figures. They're they're statuettes, but depending on what it is, like um, what I got from Celebration with Triple Zero and BT One, they're posable. Yeah, but they're but you you send them in the pose you want, and you and you leave it. It's not something where okay, I move it around. 
um, BT1. Like I said, it's, a, it's a premium figure, so yeah. it's not an actual toy as much. BT1 set in two poses, either straight standing up or, or rocked back with the third leg out, one or the other. Um, I mean, their their stuff is amazing. I I personally, I mean, General Giant's got some great stuff, but I found myself more drawn to Kotobuka more than I have the other two. Yeah. So well, the major difference, Kotobukiya, I think, is a Japanese company, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. And uh, their their figures remind you more <clears throat> of anybody who's seen um, the Japanese model kits for Gundam or for um, Robotech back in the day. The um, mech model kits for, out of Japan. This is what these figures are like. Yes. Yeah. Fully posable. You make them. You, except instead of having to build them from a kit, it's already done. Right. Now here here's the other stuff that came out with. Um, May the 4th announcement, Lunch Plate Landspeeder, Lunch Plate Millennium Falcon. Uh, both are 45 bucks each. I personally don't see ordering either one, but there's also a Darth Vader and BB-8 mini frying pan at 20 bucks each. Oh, cool. BB-8 <laughs> might be might be considered in this household. And then um, I'm going to shoot you guys the link to the to this announcement here. Is it on their website? Yeah. Links in the in the chat. Um, but the IG-88 and the 4, four LOM, they're both artifacts, uh, which means, um, like for IG-88, well, here's the description. The Artifacts Bounty Hunter series will feature five characters, Dengar, IG-88, Bosk, 4 LOM, and Zuckus. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. Uh, each statue will include a bonus part to complete a statue of Boba Fett. Hmm. Uh, this one-tenth scale statues have magnets embedded in their feet, perfect for displaying them together on included magnet bases. Uh, and, of course, if you use the pre-order code, uh, you get 10% off. But IG-88, oh, my Lord, the detail, the the look, the the, the kind of the, the rust to them. Um, it, this looks amazing. I mean, the 4LOM kit is amazing. The, the attention to detail, the attention to um, to everything with it is is great. So uh, one, two, three, four, five. So each. So who knows what you're, you know, with the right now, they just introduced IG-88 and Forlom. That means Bosk, Dengar and Zuckus are coming in the future. And I know they already have a Vader out. You could actually build a diorama with the entire um, yeah. run across there of all yeah. the bounty hunters from the bridge of the Star Destroyer. Yeah, very much so. I, again, I love their stuff. This is who, this is who I tend to, to want to be. This, when I go to Celebration, I'm drawn to their booth and I, and I search them out before I go to SciShow before I go to um, General Giant and Hot Toys is associated with who now? I have no idea. Are they with? I don't remember who who Hot Toys is is with. I mean, Hot Toys is cool. Guess I mean, don't get me wrong. The others have great stuff. Like one of my favorite Obi Wan statues comes from, I believe, Sideshow, and that's the Mythos statuette where you see him. It looks like he's fighting the sand in the desert of Tatooine, and you see various lightsabers, and he's carrying his armor, Clone War armor. And I mean, it's a great statue, but we're talking three hundred, four hundred bucks for it. Yeah, I mean, well, Hot Toys is um, it is Sideshow. Okay. Derek and I talked about the the job of the hut figure that SciShow's doing. It was what nine hundred uh, bucks. <laughs> gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. But I mean, I gotta be realistic. You know, having you know the family, 
having, you know, which is a three person household here. I, I just can't. I can't justify spending that much money on, on some of these pieces. Well, I just randomly brought up one figure from Hot Toys. And Hot Toys is not your $900 figures, but they're still 2 to $300. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. they're, they're a 12-inch figure, and it is beautiful. But there's something weird if um, your figures have a payment plan option. <laughs> yeah. I pulled up the animated Boba Fett payment plan option of $70.50 a month on the payment plan. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm looking at Kodo's site, Star Wars Captain Phasma Artifact Statue, $169.99. But uh, I, I, I can't tell you why this particular one. Uh, it's one-seventh scale. The, the statue is 16 and a half inches tall. That could be why. It's taller than your normal your normal set. Well, then this is an, that's, it sounds like it's actually a fixed resin statue, not the posable figure. Um, yeah, I don't believe this one. It, uh, yeah, let me bring it up here. Yes, it, it is a, well, it says, um, this figure is entirely pre-painted and easy to assemble, allowing you to display it right out of the box. Uh, but yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe she's posable. No, that's a, Look that's at, actually a resin statue. Yeah. Now it, it's with the artifacts. It, you do put it together, or there may be some assembly, but it's not like the Artifacts Plus where you can set up different poses. That That's one of the cool things about the Artifacts Plus. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about um, how Kodo makes similar to the um, model kits for Gundam or for um, Robotech and stuff. And, yeah, you look down at the bottom of their main page, and they have plastic model kits, and they have Mecha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Fantasy Star, from Frame Arms, and, yeah, Frame Arms now model with the, kits. Now, with the Artifacts Plus stuff, um, I mean, they got the Star Wars Emperor Palpatine and Royal Guard 3-pack for 140 bucks. Uh, the Last Jedi First Order Stormtrooper Executioner, eighty bucks. First Order Stormtrooper, uh, it's Finn twenty one ninety nine, seventy five bucks. I mean, it's it varies, but I mean, they're still reasonable. You know, Death Trooper two pack, hundred hundred nineteen ninety nine. Uh, oh wow, K two S O. Seventy nine ninety nine. It's their stuff is reason. There, there's a reasonable price to it. Okay, this isn't Star Wars, but I think I just fell in love. What's up? <laughs> I'm dropping it in the Skype. I'm a I'm a big fan of the new um, Jonathan Kent from DC Comics, Superman's son, and yeah. they have a two pack, the um, Artifacts Plus of Jonathan Kent and Crypto. Yeah, and yeah. Crypto looks awesome in this. Like I said, it's not Star Wars, but... <laughs> well, their stuff in general looks great. Uh, they have Spider-Gwen. I would love to get Zoe, get my daughter, who is a major Spider-Gwen fan. Um, the Harley animated series statue is incredible. Their, their Bushi, uh, Bushio statues of the of the women of DC are amazing yeah. looking. Um, so, I mean, even even the one they have for Captain Marvel is incredible. Their, their, stuff, their stuff is there. And of course, with the plastic model kits, um, I mean that stuff's not too bad either. Yeah. So anyway, um, as we go on a major tangent, we were not talking. We were not planning on talking collectibles today. <laughs> no, but <laughs> but it's still good stuff. Still, still worth talking. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, you you opened a rabbit hole, Mike. I know I did. <laughs> this is why I like Kodo. Kodo's awesome. Um, so with with the fa- with the fan stuff, it's you know. 
No, you don't need to know everything. Stick with what you enjoy. Stick with what you love. If you feel you need to become expert or advanced with it, then that's what you do. If you want to stay casual, that's fine, too. There's many casual fans. You, exactly. Like I said, there's love enough out there for all of us. As, as Derek said it best, you love Star Wars. That's all that counts. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, the, the Beatles even said it best. All you need is love. <laughs> and Star Wars is all you need. Oh, wait. Okay, maybe not that last part was the Beatles, but. And then some comic books. And some figures. And, oh, wait, we should probably move on. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> As y'all move on, I'm going to keep looking at the Kodo site until the time. Yeah, I had to click, I had to click story. it totally off, or else I'd have been doing that all night. Did I say how awesome uh, the IG-88 and four Lom are? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> like, so where are we going to boss. next? Oh, wait, Derek, I think you had the next one, don't you? Yes, he does. <laughs> Yes, he does. This is a huge one. This is awesome. It answers a couple so, of questions for us. So, um, of course, one thing that some people have been concerned about with the Solo movie and the very long story behind the movie is how uh, the movie is going to end up doing when it comes out. Well, as of 12.01 midnight uh, on May the 4th, the pre-sale tickets have gone on sale uh, on Fandango, and they have already doubled those of Black Panther. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. How can that be if people are booing the trailer in the theaters during the Avengers showing? And there's this whole boycott of the solo movie. I did not see. There was yeah, nobody anything about booing that. in my story. There's no one in my theater. No one booing at mine. Yeah. But I'm hearing people, I'm hearing from various people across the country on Facebook saying that people were booing in their theaters when the solo trailer came on. And I've, and I've been reading online of all these people. Oh, no, I'm not going to go see it. They, oh, Last Jedi was so bad. I'm not going to go see solo. It's so are these people actually lying and buying tickets? Now, you see, now, those are people who are not Star Wars fans. That could be the six people that um, don't go. Everybody yeah. else is going to go see it. <laughs> so in the first 24 hours of pre-sales, uh, Solo has already become the second best uh, pre-sale seller in 2018, only bested by a little movie called Avengers Infinity War. Well, one of the cool things about that, hang on just a second, Derek, is um, they didn't tell anybody this was happening. No. For um, right, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. if I remember right, Black Panther, Infinity War, and even Deadpool 2 all warned people about a couple of days, or at least the day before, the tickets were going on sale. Right. Mm. This, I woke up this morning to an email saying solo tickets are on sale. <laughs> and well, the theater, I, the one I wanted to go see, was sold out at 6 a.m. already. As I was unwinding from recording Mighty Marvel Geeks, uh, I sat. I was sitting down trying to watch a show, start to you know, watch something on TV to unwind, and saw that, get your tickets now. And it was like midnight. It's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, with no fanfare, no pre-warning, and it's already selling no. out everywhere. There, there, were specula there were speculation that tickets were going to go on sale today, but nothing yeah, that we, quick. We covered it last week, saying that um, that was the uh, rumors. Yeah. So also interesting is that uh, Fandango did a survey of more than 1,000 moviegoers, and uh, 
the people expressed a variety of views and hopes for the Star Wars franchise and what they hope to see in Solo. Uh, 85% said that Han Solo is one of their favorite Star Wars characters. Uh, that I would be in that 85%. So 76% are anticipating Alden Ehrenreich's performance in the role. Uh, and 73% in particular are excited to see Donald Glover in the role of young Lando Calrissian. And I am definitely excited for that. I cannot wait to see him in the role. Uh, and Fandango also noted that starting today, moviegoers can purchase solo tickets on the Google Assistant, uh, which will allow you to buy tickets with only your voice on any compatible device, including smart speakers and Android phones. So there you go. If you have if you have a uh, an Alexa or a Google Assistant. Uh, and you can just say, hey, let's buy me some tickets. Well, it may not be on Alexa because yeah, yeah. Google and Amazon are not happy and not, are not really friends at the moment. <laughs> that's true. Yes. So there you go. So that's that's some really good news. Yeah. They're not I'm friends to the point to where um, the Fire Stick for your TV does not have YouTube on it. There's no YouTube oh, really? app on the Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> there was one, but they got rid of it uh, about six months ago. <laughs> So, but yeah, if you have Google Home or something, I've been looking at thinking about that anyway. I have friends that have Alexa, but the Google device looks like it's about the same. See, I'm I'm a little worried about having Alexa or any of that because let me tell it, you something with it being always listening. They're always listening anyway. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. A, you got a recording device with a camera on in your pocket at all times. This yeah, is true. Uh, and then you know smart TVs and everything, but. One uh, one creepy thing I will tell you we have uh, we have an Alexa, the small little dot, the Echo dot that my wife got from her company um, for Christmas, and uh, it's fun and all. But every once in a while we'll be watching TV and something on the TV will set her off and she'll just like say I don't know anything about that or and I'm like what <laughs> just out of the, out of the blue and it really it just like startles you. Yeah. Well. I, I know my wife's phone's been listening to her because she'll talk about something and all of a sudden and her like her Facebook timeline shows stuff that they were talking about. Yeah. I'm like, well, I try my best to disable all of that in the background, but it's still somewhere it's still picking stuff up. I don't know. Well, that's the, one of the radio stations up here. It's um, little. It's kind of funny because I don't have an Alexa or anything, but um, they actually have have an Alexa or an Amazon Echo app for the radio station. And part of the um, commercial is saying, "Hey, if you want to listen to us through Alexa, just say Alexa, turn on." Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people that have been listening to the radio and it turned on the Alexa and programmed their station into Alexa just from the commercial. Well, I saw. Yeah. I, I was listening to to one podcast one day. I don't remember what one it was. And they uh, they kind of said, uh, you know, as a joke, they said, oh, Alexa, call call my mother. And I guess they started getting some email complaints from listeners saying, hey, that <laughs> when you said that, it actually it called my mother. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Alexa doesn't usually know the difference between an electronic voice and an actual voice. Yeah. Well, they, well, they were saying, too, there, there would be people um, where because of advertisements on TV – 
things were being ordered on through through Alexa. It's like, hey, yeah. Well, no, they you can actually, if oh, I remember, yeah. you can actually set Alexa so that there's a passphrase or something in order to actually yeah. order something. It'll, she'll put it in your cart, but she can't actually hit the go button. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. But I think a lot of that changed after. Yeah. Yeah. So. And again, we've gone off on a tangent. <laughs> Tonight is the tangent night. I guess so. That's fine, because we're going to come right back into Solo here. Because in honor of Star- May the 4th, they've actually released, Lucasfilm released an entire 45-second um, scene from Star Wars um, Solo, yeah. which is awesome. Because this I've seen it three times already, and I've heard it when Mike watched it before the show. And I got a big old dumb grin on my face every time I've seen it or heard it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, actually- it's just perfect. I actually saw it last night. Um, Ron Howard was on the late show with Stephen Colbert, and and he played it as a surprise. It's like, ooh, yeah. And it's it's basically the scene you guys have seen in the trailers that um, where Han looks or tells Chewbacca, "You're 190. You look great for your age." Well, this is actually what everything that happens right before that. And um, what it is is um, Han and Kira sitting in the Falcon, making the Kessel Run. Obviously, everybody's assuming this is the Kessel Run. And they're fighting. That's what it's being Han assumed, actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Han makes the comment, which you've heard from Harrison Ford many times. You have to, We need to angle the, deflect, the rear deflectors or um, move all power to the rear deflector shields. At which point, Kira looks at the console and is totally lost. Yeah. She's like, um, um, and you, and the, I was saying before the show that, um, Yona Suotomo, who's playing uh, Chewbacca now, he could play Chewbacca forever for me yeah. because the expression and the emotion he can pull out of just a suit and a mask. Because Chewbacca looks at them, you can tell he's totally exasperated he has, because these guys have no idea what they're doing. So he just stands up and starts flipping switches and dials and uh, everything else and um, does the angling with the deflector shields without even um, blinking, really. He's moving all over the Falcon. I think he had a great um, teacher, though. Yeah, quite possibly. But um, in Han, that's when Han looks at him and says, when did you learn how to do this? And Chewie tells him he's 199 years old or 190, yeah, 190. And, yeah. Chewie, and Han says the line we know. Well, that, that extends just a little bit farther when Kira looks at Chewie Backs away from the console and says, "Here, take this seat." Yeah, it gives him the co-pilot seat, and she she says something, or um, she backs away and says, "I'll go help Lando." So obviously, Lando's in the gun turrets, <laughs> which is kind of interesting because a lot of the trailers we've seen Lando flying the Falcon. Yeah, but at this point in time, it's the Falcon his exactly. fly now. So yeah, this one looks out of all the trailers. This is the one that got the biggest dumb grin on my face. That's just like, a, dude, this was, is right. This is perfect. It was a fun scene. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And they captured Han and Chewie. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it, you totally. I totally missed that it wasn't Peter Mayhew underneath the Chewbacca mask. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jonas, Jonas is know. that good as Chewbacca now. So, and um, Alden Ehrenreich is growing on me the more stuff I see. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah. And, and as we've talked about before, this is definitely the uh, um, the Star Wars spaghetti western that had been talked about. Yeah. That some of the others kind of touched on, but we're getting full-fledged spaghetti western on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that, um, like I said, Jonas Tsutomo, who's actually, or Jonas, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but um, we know he's basically Chewbacca as long as he's willing to wear the suit. Yeah. But we got some other interesting news. I told you, I was mentioning that um, Alden Ehrenreich is starting to feel like Han. Well, we may get more of that. I guess that brings it back to me. <laughs> Wait. You know, if you point it out, it's not as good of a segue. Oh, no, no. Because this is wrong because this isn't me. This is actually Derek because I had the wrong oh. Howard story. Oh, and yeah. that is George Lucas had input on on the solo film. 
I mean, we talked about a few months, a month, month and a half ago that um, he was on set. But in a recent appearance on the Star Wars show, uh, which you find over on StarWars.com and on their YouTube channel. uh, It's actually a really good show. Ron Howard revealed. It's a shame they don't have that show as a a podcast as well. Yeah. Well, YouTube, any more people watch YouTube uh, as much, if not more, than what they do with podcasts. But I I would love to hear the audio. It's just the podcast. Because they don't do a lot where they, where visuals are absolutely required. But anyway. I don't know. There is a lot of video and stuff they put in it. Yeah, but even with the audio, though, it's, it's still – anyway. Um, yeah. Howard revealed that Lucas actually came to the set of Solo and gave him some input on the character. Uh, he explains, George came and visited on, one day, on day one. I felt nothing but supported. It was great to have him there. I was even kind of prodding him, and he finally gave me a good idea on a little Han Solo behavior. So we could even say he pitched in. He always, He's always shown a lot of confidence in me and support, and has meant a lot over my career. His friendship means everything. Of course, this is the guy who directed Ron Howard in American Graffiti. Yes. Yeah, so again, I, as I was saying, I saw Ron Howard on uh, on the Late Show last night, and he was talking about that. And he said uh, he said Lucas was watching him direct a scene, and and uh, and he leaned in and he goes, you know, Han Solo would really do it this way in in this scene. And as soon as he said that, Ron Howard said, "Cut! We're going to redo it. We're going to do it this way." <laughs> he did it exactly the way the way George su- suggested it. Well, they've they've worked together many times in the past and stuff. They've it's well documented that they have a friendship. Um, yeah. George Lucas, oh, yeah. um, Ron Howard directed Willow. That yeah. George Lucas was basically the whole driving force behind. Right. Yep. It was Lucas's film, but Howard directed it. Well, it's like uh, with Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that was Lucas's film, but Kirshner directed it. Lucas just did second unit. Yeah. So right. well, he produced and did the writing with Kasdan. Right. Um. He said, you know, though Lucas may have been the one to introduce everyone to Han back in the original Star Wars, um, Solo is ultimately Larry Kasdan's baby, uh, according to Epic Stream. Uh, It was said that the idea for the film, that he had the idea for the film before the Disney acquisition, and that former directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller were fired since they couldn't stick to his script. So we'll get a little more info there. Uh, but of course, we were hearing too that it was going to be a Ace Ventura esque. Which, <laughs> looking at this and knowing Han Solo, yeah, no. Every time I hear that, it just sends a chill through me. Um, he goes, "I'm not always a fan of creative differences, but Lucasfilm must have some real faith in the script to fire directors so far into production. At least Lord and Miller will still have their name on the project as being credited as executive producers." True. So. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. I mean, I, I'm personally glad to hear Lucas was on set, um, to see it. Uh, yeah, I, I'd just be curious to know, did Harrison Ford ever make it? Well, we know that, um, Alden Ehrenreich sat down with Harrison Ford before they started filming right. to talk about the character. And, and we know Glover sat with, uh, Billy D. Williams and Billy D. Williams essentially blessed him with the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so Billy D. B. Williams blesses you. Do you use Colt forty five instead of holy water? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and it, I think it kind of almost starts off with 
uh, with this right here. If I can find what I did with it. I know. It's so bad. Hello, what have we here? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Now, I I did hear one other rumor, or not rumor, fan wish, that maybe the movie starts off with Lando going back and reminiscing about let me, you know, that whole, let me sit back and tell you a story. <laughs> that would actually thing. be kind of fun. Whether that. Maybe a different way to start a Star Wars movie out of 10 films we've had already. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it would be a little weird, though. Definitely a different different way to do it. Yeah. It's something we've seen in the books a little bit here and there because with the amount of books that have been out since the beginning. We've seen it a couple times in the books of little flashbacks here and there. Um, sure, but we've never seen it in the movie. Exactly. Which is what would make it feel different, weird. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that. Actually, it would almost feel like a um, like the remember the pilot for the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah. Oh yeah. When it was Harrison Ford actually comes out and tell, starts telling the story, and at the very right. end he just walks away, and you could, and it's he's playing like a ninety nine year old Indiana Jones. See, yeah, and, and that's kind of what I I have said I have wanted with um over on the Marvel side. I would love to have Cap. Captain America and Phil Coulson sit down and discuss the Howling Commandos and each episode yeah. and each episode is just a brief one or two. Well, you know, there was this one time with the Commandos, you know, and it's Cap remembering and then it cuts right into whatever the mission was of the week. And then the next one, well, Coulson going, well, after you, you were you know, during that time period when you were gone, they did this type thing. You know, I have that alternating, but that's me and I'll never see that on on the Marvel side of things. <laughs> you never know. I would never say, I wouldn't say never. I don't think it's going to be on ABC. No. ABC, if they're not forced to have a Marvel show, they're not going to have one. So it's true. Uh, anyway, now we could discuss Aldrin's future. Okay, well, um, recently, uh, Alden Ehrenreich has confirmed that he has signed a three-picture deal with Lucasfilm. Um, uh, so in the past year, Solo embarked on its whirlwind journey to the big screen. It's it'll be interesting if this movie does do you know like it's already doing great with the pre sales and stuff to have a movie that's gone through so much of a roller coaster ride in its production to come out at the end and be a like a, a high grossing film that'll be a that'll be a good feat that'll be very interesting well, yeah if you look at it though um this is not the first time something like this happened Rogue One it seems like a lot of people forget Rogue One had a very similar filming except that um who was it Josh Trank no wait who did Rogue One that was um Edwards. Josh Trank Gareth Edwards wasn't no. it yeah, yeah Gareth Edwards if you notice he knew how when to put close his mouth and let them do what they're going to do because yeah. he actually st stayed on as director even though they hired a, uh, someone else to come in and finish the movie they were ready to get rid of him because they did uh, they didn't like the first cut or something i don't know what it was but that's why they remember all everyone's going nuts about the reshoots the movie's gonna die and all these other things remember yeah yeah, yeah. It was a very similar story to this that Disney told them, okay, make this movie. They get the movie back. Wait, that's not what we wanted. Mm. So how do we know Lord and Miller weren't told here they have free reign to do whatever they want? Give us a give us a Sahan Solo movie. And then they find out, oh, wait, no, 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 that's not what we wanted. Yeah. But Rogue One turned out pretty good. They made its money back and made extra, and people loved it. Right. A lot of people put that in their top five Star Wars movies of all time. <clears throat> yep. Yep. 
Sure did. If not higher. So I, it's I, like this is not going to be surprising when this one does well. I, I sure did put that in my one of my top fives. See? I put it pretty high on my list, too, yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I, w- I think I would put it in my top five. Anyway, so in an interview with Esquire, uh, Aaron Reich revealed how many movies, Star Wars movies, he signed on for, confirming a longtime rumor that was first reported almost two years ago. And his quote is, three. I don't know if that's officially uh, public, but yeah. So, of course, as you mentioned, Ken, um, Rogue One, uh, oh, yeah. the same thing. The same thing. Um, they had multi-movie contracts for that. Felicity Jones had a sequel option. Uh, but, you know, uh, I kind of doubt there's going to be a sequel to Rogue One. I suppose you never know, but it seems highly unlikely. <laughs> so yeah. Aaron Reich's contract isn't a guarantee that Lucasfilm will, in fact, make a solo trilogy. So so after uh, Rogue One, hang on real quick. Did um is Generous will live up to her nickname? She's now Stardust. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so of course I also saw a thing, um I don't remember if it was a tweet or a quote from Ron Howard, but he basically said um he said it depends whether or not they make a sequel to the to solo uh depends solely on the fans. So if it does well, it could happen. Yeah. Um I just want to go back to Ken's comment real quick. It's only one thing that could be said. Burn. Okay. That's what she did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I have on that one. Yeah. Well, it'd be cool that if this does make money, um, where they could go with this. Yeah, it could be. The one thing I hope that in the article here they mentioned um, possibly running jobs for Jabba the Hutt, meeting Jabba, working for Jabba some, um, and then possibly like encountering um, Boba Fett. But I would almost like to see them um, never meet Boba Fett, and then. The, now, um, a lot of the fanboys we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the ones that get all ticked off about people who don't know everything about Star Wars, would be flipping mm. out if Han Solo never meets Boba until Boba Fett comes after him. Because yes. the, the, a lot of them, are, or a lot of people, have it in their head that Boba Fett and Han Solo are mortal enemies for some reason. I know. Well, But I keep pointing out, the two of them, as far as we know, never met until... Um, Till the dinner at Cloud City. Yeah. As far as we know, they've never... Well, no, because Boba Fett was technically put into the special editions in Episode 4. But he's just one of the bounty hunters standing in the background. Well, there there was speculation, too, though. Uh, Jeremy Bullock even said there was speculation that um, maybe Han and and Boba were actually friends at some point. It's possible, because the guys working for Jabba would have all been hanging around at Jabba's Palace or on the barge or... Any of the number of Jabba's hangout places on the planet or anywhere else? I don't know if I'm crazy about them being friends. Um, rivals, maybe, but... Well, I'm not even rivals. rivals. Because they are different jobs. But yeah, one's exactly. a bounty hunter, one's a smuggler. But if there was even the remote chance that you know they were they were at the academy together... And, no, well, I <laughs> no, 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 because yeah, Boba Fett was a bounty see. hunter when he was like twelve. Yeah, why would he have gone to the to the um, Imperial Academy? The draft. Remember, Clone Wars is um, canon. The draft, right? <laughs> there was a draft. Uh, there's and, a draft. All right, and Boba was not taken number one overall. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, 
I guess we move on to to the next story. Uh, oh, is that I, with I, me? As, as we jump ahead in time. Yes. Well, this is one that um, oh, this doesn't come nice. as any major surprise. <laughs> you like <laughs> this that is um, yeah. yeah. We're jumping ahead more than just the time between Solo and Episode Nine, which is going to feel like forever. But um, it looks like John Boyega may be kind of confirming the whole idea of a time jump between Episodes Eight and Nine. Now, this is one that everybody, including us, is speculating is going to happen anyway. Right. Because they yeah. have to have time for Leia to have died at some point, um, and you have to have time for um, Poe and Ray and Finn to build the resistance, or at least Poe and Ray. Because as far as we know, it doesn't seem Finn seems like he's all in now, maybe, but you never know because you got to remember he was a stormtrooper a week ago. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's hard to think about, but you got to remember the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi are less than a week apart together. I mean, for the time frame. Yeah. So it's like two weeks ago he was a stormtrooper still and still under the brainwashing and all that stuff. So we know. Ray and um, Poe are all in for the resistance. Um, we know guys um, as far as we know, Snap Wexley and the rest of their squadron is still out there somewhere because Snap wasn't in the movie anywhere. Um, but oh, yeah. So we need time to build that up. We need time for Kylo Ren to rebuild the First Order. They just cut the head off the First Order. So they need time to figure all this stuff out before they jump right back into Episode Nine. But John Boyega was actually talking to um, talking about his involvement in the UK Dream Lab app um, with Yahoo Finance. And um, during the interview with the publication, the British actor actually hinted at a significant time jump between the second and third films of the um, Star Wars sequel trilogy. I can't wait to start shooting the next and final leg of the Star Wars franchise. The first step is growing out my hair, so you can wait to um, so you can wait for the trailer to see why. Boyega inadvertently said while promoting the UK Dream Lab, um, which is a cancer fighting app. So it looks like there's going to be some time between it if he's got to grow out his hair. Um, Interesting. Yes. And the rest of this uh, looks like is talking about what we've already talked about. Right. Um, it says, the, knowing how The Last Jedi ended with the Resistance escaping by the, sca- the skin of their teeth, it makes sense that everything would take a little, a little longer. Yeah. The rest of the article here covers what we already talked about here. Um, and we know um, between Solo, which comes out um, here in a couple of weeks on May 25th, we have until next December 20th, 2019, till the next movie comes out. So we got, what, a year and a half, a little over a year and a half till the next movie? Yep. Which I almost think that's the about the interval they should have anyway. They, even if they um, have one once a year, then you have a year and a half before the next one. Year and a half, you have one every two years, basically. I would be happy with that. Um, yeah. I enjoyed the prequels, and we had, what, three years between each of those? Yeah. You have time to digest what you're getting. Uh, actually, I thought, we had, I thought we had two between each. But, yeah, but there was a significant amount of time. Right. Which was great. They gave them a chance to film it, obviously. But people didn't get – you didn't – by the time you got to episode three, you weren't tired of Star Wars movies. Right. Because you weren't getting them all the time. Now, I am not getting fatigue at all, but you can see somewhat like with Solo or with um, The Last Jedi, there was other issues, too, that people were having. But it didn't do as well as the other two they had put out. Solo mm-hmm. looks like it's going to do awesome, but that's Han Solo will sell will sell Star Wars. Right. So we'll see what how it goes with episode nine and see how um, the box office looks. But it, going a little bit longer between movies probably could not hurt them. It may yeah, actually help. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't hurt. So, but I think that's the last of our solo stories. It is almost like there's right. a movie coming up, so there's a lot of stuff coming out about it. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I get to the comics, um, I gotta say this is something that's been bugging me during May the Fourth celebration. 
there was supposed to be an announcement about when the next Star Wars celebration was going to be. We know it's next year, 2019. Um, but there's been lots of rumors. Okay, that was going to be in Anaheim. A lot of people have been speculating Anaheim. Um, no, there, there's been talk that it's going to be in the fall of 2019 rather than the spring. Um, the the scenarios and what's causing this scenario is Disney wants to make sure Galaxy's Edge Park expansion is completed. Uh, they want a slow burn, making sure all the small parts are going online and running smooth. Um, of course, you know, everyone's saying Anaheim as well, since their Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens before ours here in Florida, and that it was just here in Florida. Um, now, latest announcement as of um, this recording, seems the floodgates have opened here in Rumorville. The latest and greatest is there's an announcement on May 4th, a.k.a. Star Wars Day. Sorry, never came about. Um, there was also another update prior to the May 4th that said uh, the latest celebration rumor has to do with the company running the show. In the past, it's been Reed Pop. However, their contract is up in 2019. And word on the street is that after the disaster that was called Orlando Celebration, Reed Pop is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we talked about that last year of like day one, the three, three and a half mile line to get in. Mm. Um, Disney will be handling the show with their D23 crew. Uh, D23 has been a convention that has gained lots of popularity over the last few years, which is done every other odd year. So all the odd number of years, D23 comes out. That's why I say, you know, forget doing Celebration 2019. Do it in 2020. Anaheim always hold, hosts D23, bring Celebration, and make Orlando the permanent Celebration home. If Disney's going to run it and make it every even number year, that way you're not trying to get Disney fans to go to both at the same time with a lot of travel. I'm just saying. Um, or you just bring it to Cleveland. I'm. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing Disney in Cleveland. Um, I don't care. So today, or no longer today, on May fourth, now there was a Twitter exchange on, um, obviously on Twitter. People were going, my favorite moments are when you announce the next one. And the Star Wars Celebration tweet said, soon, patience you must have. And then someone else goes, you will tell us when the next celebration. When's the next celebration? And it's a picture of Obi-Wan doing his, these are not the droids. Um, But yeah, celebration has come and gone. And there, or May 4th has come and gone. And there is no announcement about celebration. Yeah. Little upset about that, but it's okay because I got my comics to turn to (laughs) outside of talking to you guys. Um, When when Marvel announced that they would be adapting Star Wars The Last Jedi into a six issue comic series, sort of like what they did with Rogue One, um, fans were pleasantly surprised to know that new scenes would be added, sort of like what they did with Rogue One. Uh, It almost became like a director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, one of the new scenes has it that uh, he discusses how much strength it is to cut the force out, uh, something that wasn't discussed in the movie until he started to train Ray. What's more, he actually begins to anticipate Ray's appearance, stating that no matter how hard he tries, sometimes the force will make itself known. Um, and the artwork for this is incredible. Uh, there's also a scene 
set right before the film's opening, which has uh, Leia Organa, Poe, and General Akbar discussing how they will take on the First Order. And in the end, we all know how that turns out with Poe and BB-8 taking on these foes. So um, some of these changes aren't exactly game-changing, but they do add a new perspective to the film's story. So all you naysayers about the film, maybe if you read the book, which is going to make some of these backstories like, you know, the, the take of what happens right before the opening scene, this is going to become canon. And, you know, Luke anticipating Ray is now going to become canon because I think it was even discussed in the book as well. Um, yeah. Maybe it'll make this, the movie make a little bit more sense. So go read the comics. Yeah, but then you yeah. get the same people that go. have to that um, are going to be complaining that you shouldn't have to read the book or read the comic to understand the movie. I agree, but you know those. Never mind. But there's a but there's a lot of story there. It's hard to figure out even in a two and a half hour movie the amount of story they decided to put into this. Mm, yeah, it's hard to figure out what can you put in there, what can you actually take out. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, then of course we got press release from Lucasfilm about our next story. So, um, I guess Derek, I think you're going to bring us a, bring us to close with it. Yes. Well, uh, in, um, celebration of international star Wars day, uh, there have been seven new forces of destiny episodes released. Uh, and uh, Forces of Destiny is the uh, cartoon series of short shorts uh, that have come out, which have been pretty good. And uh, the title—I'll give you the titles of the seven new episodes, and they are uh, Chopper and Friends, uh, Monster Misunderstanding, Art History, which has a little Sabine in it, looks like. Uh, and then there's one called Porgs! Oh. Exclamation point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> My love that. Uh, next one is Perilous Pursuit. Uh, and then Traps and Tribulations. Hey, they brought Tribbles in. <laughs> That's Star Wars, uh, Star Trek reference, folks. And then the, the streams, the f- man. <laughs> and then the final one is A Disarming Lesson. So there you go. Some more Forces of Destiny cartoon. Uh, episodes for you to check out i still have to see season two i know me too i'm way behind on them uh you you can see those on uh uh whatchamacallit i think starwars.com's website or star wars facebook page or not facebook youtube channel right uh most are there but you can also get the the ones where they've been collaborated together on uh uh shoot on the disney app used to be watch oh, okay. disney um i forgot what it's called now yeah but don't you have a have a um a cable subscription to have that uh you do yes and actually if i remember right my cable company is not even on the app no it For is some reason the disney it is app now. doesn't play no, it's, mine. it's there it does now wow spectrum's there it wasn't there when i was um trying to watch rebels uh it, it's it's there it's you would have to check. It, it was one of those you had to check if it was because it was still during the merger. Is it? Um, uh, shoot, Charter Spectrum. Is it? Um, I think what it was was I didn't Time have Warner an official Spectrum. Spectrum account. I still had um, Time Warner account. That could the be. Time Warner is well. not available on there, but could, it doesn't matter anyway. Well. I don't have regular cable anymore, <laughs> so I got to watch them on YouTube. Yeah. 
So, but all of the ones I have seen, for season one was awesome. So, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great series. Yeah, it's it a actually, lot of fun. Yeah, because of the size of the episodes, it almost reminds me of the um, Gendy Tartakovsky micro series of Clone Wars. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Just because they're very small episodes, ready to go, easy, easily digestible. Yep. Well, I, I, like, at the, just, I like the animation the, feel of it too. Yeah. Well, looking at um, this Chopper and Friends epi- or, um, episode, the first one, just the picture they have up there, I'm all in anyway because you got an Ewok flying a starship. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you might like well, that I don't know one. if he's flying, but he's, uh, or I'm assuming it's a she. Looks like Princess Nisa, actually. Um, yeah, it does. It, don't it? But mm-hmm. it, she's either flying or something or driving something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not positive. I, I'm just not positive yet. Well, the only way to know for sure I will is have to, to watch, watch the episode. Yeah, we have to go through and review the three seasons at some point. Yeah, it might be a good roundtable too. Yeah, so that yeah, that could be fun. So uh, I guess before we go, any final thoughts? I mean, it's been a pretty action packed episode. Yeah, episode this week. Yeah, tensions abound. Yes. Um, actually, I have a thought. Um, so today being May the fourth, of course, I got a a. a a post from my sister on Facebook who's over in jolly old England and she told me that to celebrate Star Wars Day her and her boyfriend are going to have a Star Wars marathon which of course I'm very proud of it's been on my sister for doing that I think they started like 4 or 430 this morning on TBS with it yeah but they're watching like the DVDs and stuff Ah. Um, so then I said to her, um, that's good to hear. Um, you know, I'm glad you're watching Star Wars. I said, ah, but what order are you watching it in? And she said, um, she said her and her boyfriend had a discussion about it. He wanted to do that. What, what is it? The machete? The machete order. Thing. Yeah. And, uh, but they decided to do Rogue One and then the original trilogy and then the new ones. And they skipped the... Um, the prequels, which is fine with me. But then I had a, I got into a discussion with her and her boyfriend because I don't like the machete order. Now, for those who don't know the machete order, it's four, five, two, three, six, with one left out. Which is interesting because uh, more, I think more people dislike episode two than they did episode one. Yeah. See, I enjoyed. Episode I know a lot of people two. that I liked see, it. For me, that's the slowest of all of them. See, I like. I like two better than I liked one. I love the Phantom Menace. To this day, I still love the Phantom Menace. Mm, I didn't love it, but but anyway, my point is, I don't like that because it, it it is of my opinion that you should just go. I'm kind of a purist when it comes to the order, so I think you should go original prequels and then new as it came out, as we all enjoyed it. That's just my opinion. So four, yeah. four, five, six, one, two, three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seven, seven, then, eight. Yeah. See, I think for me anymore, it all depends on who's watching it with me. Do they know Star Wars or don't they? If you know Star Wars, just start in the beginning and go. Right. If you don't, if for some reason you found someone who actually does not know anything about Star Wars, does not know the cliffhangers from um, Empire Strikes Back, then I would say um, the classic before they made any of the new movies of doing four, five, one, two, three, six, because you get the classic introduction. Everybody got to Star Wars. Then you get to episode five the uh, and you get that giant cliffhanger of is he Vader? Is Vader his father? Is he not? And um, what just wait a minute? What did we just see? Then you get the flashback of the prequels to 
say this is what um, everything they were just talking about in those two movies. This is what happened, and you tie it up with a nice little bow with the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, see, I don't yeah. like that. See, when when I showed it to my daughter for the first time, I showed it to her four, five, six, one, two, three before yeah. we went and saw right. Force Awakens. But yeah, like I said, for me, if you if you um, don't know who Vader is already, you kind of for- lose something by watching the prequels first because all of a sudden you know all the secrets. There's no major revelations there. No, we're not talking about watching the prequels first. Yeah, we're I know. About watching watching I know. the originals. But that's why I said if they do know about um, Vader already, then you can just watch from the beginning and just tell it opens the story and goes all the way through it. And right. I would put Rogue One before um, Episode Four while you're doing it. That's that's what my sister did. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, you'd put or after Solo comes out, it'd be Solo then Rogue One. Yeah. And shoehorn Rebels in there somehow. Yeah. It would. Well, it would have. Well, yeah. I guess you would do Solo then Rebels then Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do that, then you go. I mean, you got Clone Wars between two and three. <laughs> yeah, you go one, two, Clone Wars movie, Clone Wars series. Right. Yeah. Sith, Rogue One, well, Solo, Rogue One, um, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, hang on, hang on. Between five and six, you got the two Ewok movies. Those aren't canon. They don't count. <laughs> we move along. They're still fun. They're still, yes, they're fun, but they're not canon. Uh, are you sure about that? I think yeah, they're not. No, they're not, they're not canon. canon. They're not canon. Because you got to think, those supposedly take place before Jedi. And the Ewoks know how to talk in basic. Yeah. Or they teach them how they teach them how to talk in basic. Yeah. Plus, plus those have been established as non-canon. So then, then you have the question of where does the holiday special fit in? Move along. Move along. <laughs> no, the holiday special goes after episode four. It's a trap. <laughs> as I said, tangents abound. This deal is getting worse all the time. So, any well, any other final thoughts? I had a quick final thought. Um, once again, because we're recording this on Star Wars Day, um, why in the world is May the 4th called Star Wars Day? That well, supposedly, according to StarWars.com, this leads goes all the way back to 1979. Wow. Um, it started, supposedly, according to legend, um, May the 4th be with you. Um, it says, what started as a pun warmly shared by fans has become a full-fledged Star Wars holiday at this point, a special once-a-year celebration of a galaxy far, far away. One of the earliest known records of May the 4th used um, in popular culture was in 1979. Um, Now, this is described here by author Alan Arnold while he was chronicling the making of The Empire Strikes Back for Lucasfilm. Um, According to Arnold, it says Friday, May 24th. Margaret Thatcher has won the election to become Britain's first woman prime minister uh, to celebrate her their victory. Her party took out a half page of advertising space in the London Evening News. This message referring to the um, day of victory was may the fourth be with you or may the fourth be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. Further proof that the extent to which Star Wars has influenced us um, all. So it looks like Margaret Thatcher Thatcher's party on May the 4th, 1979 was the first ones, as far as you can find, of P- of someone actually using it in any kind of publication or anything. Right. Well, let's think about it this way, though. Uh, take a, if you remember the bonus features on the on the Blu-ray, yeah, you know, that came with the nine-disc Blu-ray. They talk about the pop culture influence of Star Wars all over the place in that, and there's a lot of stuff you're going, wow, I didn't realize. I need to go back and watch those again. I mean, it's it's all over the place. I mean. Oh, yeah. Reagan calling his missile defense system Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's 
it's it's there. I mean, it, it's just like other franchises. You know, it has become you know part of life. It is a household term, household terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, even to get someone to go, yeah, I'm not a fan. You still get someone who, I mean, everyone knows what Star Wars is. Whether they've seen it or not, they know yeah. what it is. Well, that's, um, I think Star Wars at this point, um, even just the logo of Star Wars is probably within the top five most recognizable brands in the world, oh, along yeah. with Mickey Mouse and Superman. Doug. The three of them are always in the top five list for just about anybody. And doggone it, I deal with two of the three. Mm-hmm. Marvel's getting there because of their films and stuff, but it's not, there's no one thing from Marvel that's like, this is what everybody recognizes. Star Wars right. is like the one thing they recognize just, even if it's just the logo, Star Wars. And um, for Disney, it's always the Mickey Mouse logo. Yeah, I I think with Marvel you're getting that with with the Avengers. I mean, you maybe, pop, but you, yeah, you pop up there. you pop up that A, people know. It's just like you you pop up the the badge from Star Trek, the the Arrowhead. Yeah, people know. Oh yeah. I mean, without a doubt, people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these pop culture things are getting to the point where they're actually um, up there with things like the Golden Arches. Yeah, and other things that are worldwide at this point. The internet has helped with a lot of it, but. Oh, yeah. So, well, on that final note, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, We thank everyone for listening. Check us out next time. And if you want to know what other great podcasts to listen to, go check out our our friends over at Roco Depot and their weekly podcast and review. Um, Some great shows there. And they give you a little synopsis of if that's the episode you want to listen to. So until next time. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. (laughs) 